Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning and welcome to Stevens Creek Church. We're so glad that you're here. Sarah's talking about Love Week this week, and uh, on Saturday, we've got Cinderella Day where we provide uh, dresses for uh, for students uh, who are going to the prom and uh, makeovers and stuff at the Dream Center. And I we probably have over a thousand dresses that have been donated. One company in town donated um, dresses, like 71 dresses with price tags on them. We added up those price tags, $45,000 donation. And so it's going to be a big day. You know, we say it over and over, your generous church and your generosity is making a difference in, in, in lifting uh, people up and restoring hope in this community. And that's one reason we're adding the South Augusta campus is that we want to lift that community up. I love the new billboards that uh, we have out throughout South Augusta. It says, Stevens Creek Church, we're proud to call South Augusta home. And a part of our mission there is to restore hope to that community and be a part of a revitalization of that. If some of you feel uh, prompted as I'm speaking this, I want you to be there next week at 1030. But more than that, uh, could it be that you would be part of a, a launch team that would help uh, inspire that congregation and to instill Stevens Creek DNA into that church. Uh, I need about 100 or 200 of you to do that, and it would just be an opportunity um, for us to expand the message of Christ uh, and, and, and to instill hope into this community. All right, let's get started. You know, I like to start with something funny. Did you hear about the and the guy just landed at Bushfield, and he, he caught a uh, taxi to go into town to check into his hotel. As they were driving down the road, he leaned forward, and he tapped the uh, taxi driver on the, uh, on the shoulder. Now, it scared the, the taxi driver. He screamed. He lost control of the cab, nearly hit a bus, drove over the curb, and came within inches of hitting this big plate glass window. They stopped, and as they, uh, there was silence in the cab. And finally, the cab driver says, man, uh, 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 he said, are you okay? He said, I am so sorry, but you scared the daylights out of me. And he said, well, I didn't know that a simple, gentle touch on the shoulder would scare you so bad. He said, well, honestly, this is the, uh, my first day of driving a cab. For the last 25 years, I've driven a hearse. Well, today is Time Change Sunday, Daylight Savings Time's here, which means most of us moved our clocks ahead uh, last night, and in November we'll move them back. Time Change Sunday, for me, signifies a change of seasons. It's like that, that winter season is over, and it's the spring season is just around the corner. And, you know, we moved our clocks back. Uh, and it really happened at 2 a.m., but if you want to be practical, I mean, you know, practical about this, it really didn't happen at 2 a.m. because it went from 1.59 a.m. to what, 3 a.m. And so the change happened. You set your clocks before you went to bed, but the change happened during the night. You know, change often happens in the dark, in the middle of the night. 
And all of us go through seasons of change, and oftentimes it is unfolding uh, when we least expect it. The change happens in the dark. The change happens in the middle of the night. Over the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about night seasons. Night seasons are those times that you can't see God working, but he is working behind the scenes, setting your life up so that you could be the best person that you can possibly be. I believe that God does his best work during the night. You may not see it happen, happening, but God is working. Even though you don't see it, even though you don't feel it, God is working. He never stops. He never stops working. God doesn't always uh, show you what he's working on, but he is working behind the scenes to change your life. It's a night season. And it's during this time he's calling us to have faith, to step out in faith. I want to start off by laying a foundation, by looking at Hebrews chapter 11. This is called, oftentimes called the chapter of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 um, and in this chapter, I'm not going to read all of it, just a few verses, but if you read all of it, you're going to see the stories of um, heroes of faith, people who dared to believe, people who dared to put their trust in God. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. So as this chapter continues, we're going to be introduced to a number of people who put their trust in God. We drop down to verse 33. It says, by faith, these people, they overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the flames of fire. And they escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weaknesses turned into strength. And they became strong. They became strong in battle. And they put whole armies to flight. And that's my prayer for you today. My prayer for you today is that your weakness would be turned into strength. My prayer for you today is that you would become strong in battle. So the question that we have to consider is this, what are you struggling with? Where do you see, where are you most vulnerable? Think about that. When you look at your life, where is your greatest vulnerability? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to give that vulnerability, I want you to give your weakness over to God. Give God your weakness and I believe that God is going to give you his strength. I want you to give God your weakness, and I believe he's going to give you his strength. Over the next few minutes, few minutes, I'm going to share with you stories of people who went through dark seasons. Now, all of these stories will have a night uh, part of it. In fact, I'm going to uh, tell you six stories from the Bible, and that's a lot, so you're going to have to lean in, and you're going to have to listen. I'm going to try to go through it quickly, but all of these are tied together because these people understood what it meant to go through dark times. They understood what it meant to go through night seasons. 
The first hero I want to talk about is a man named David. You've probably heard his story before. David, as a young man, defeated Goliath. It was a great victory, and, and the king celebrated that victory. King Saul uh, uh, celebrated David, actually gave him the hand of his own daughter in marriage. And uh, everybody celebrated David, but the celebration continued to grow, and people um, loved David to the point that it made Saul jealous of this young uh, hero named David. And Saul made a decision, I need to get rid of David. He's growing too much in popularity, and so he, he made it his mission to get rid of David. And so he came after David. And some of you kind of know what that feels like because you have had some success along the way and that people have become jealous of your success. Maybe it's a coworker in your office. They look at your favor. They look at your success and they're jealous of that and they start working against you. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. They very quietly, they are working behind the scenes to make your life a little more difficult. Well, this is what King Saul did. King Saul came after David. And when uh, David realized that his life was at risk, he went on the run. Started hiding out in caves, sleeping in the desert. And I am sure during this time, he is praying, God, help me. God, deliver me from Saul. This is just not right. And I'm sure as he is on the run, spending the night in the caves and out in the desert, that he is wondering, why can't my prayers be answered? Why is God silent when I pray? Man, I... I know what David felt like because there have been times in my life when I feel like that God was silent, when it felt like that I couldn't get a prayer through, that when I would offer a prayer, that there would be like this glass ceiling, that every time I'd offer a prayer up, that they would bounce back. God's silence does not mean that God is absent. Silence is God's call for you to grow deeper. I believe that silence could be God's call for you to grow spiritually deeper. Here's the point. I want you to learn to trust God even when it seems like he is silent. And we've got to come to the place where we learn to trust him. We learn to have faith even when we can't hear him speaking that we say, God, I don't understand this. God, this is not fair. God, I don't like this, but I trust you. Even when I don't see it, I trust you. Even when I don't feel it, I trust you. Because you never stop, God. You never stop. So that's David's story. Let's go through the pages of the Bible. Next, we, we meet a young lady named Ruth. In the Old Testament, Ruth lost her husband. He was killed uh, when they were very young. He was killed in a battle, and she was devastated, and she was heartbroken. This young widow really thought that her life was over. She had given up on life. She had lived in self-pity for a season. But then she came and embraced this principle that weeping may stay for the night, but joy comes in the morning. 
Weeping may endure for the night, but joy's coming. Some of you, when I talk about weeping enduring for the night, you get that. Because you've spent your share of evenings weeping. And maybe it's because you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're going through this season of grief because you've lost your dreams or or you've lost a close friend. You've lost a relationship. Maybe you've lost a job. You've lost an opportunity. There's been a setback in your life. Over the last several weeks, I've mentioned this, that don't focus on what you've lost, but focus on what you have left Your story does not end in the nighttime. This night season you're going in, you're going through, this night season is temporary. This sickness is temporary. This loneliness that you're facing with is temporary. This addiction that you're going through and you're dealing with is temporary. And we look at Ruth's story that that she was going through this difficult season and it was temporary. Because she went on to meet another man. They fell in love. They got married. They had a baby. Do you know that from her line that we see Joseph and Mary and and Jesus was born? Her story didn't end in the dark times. And I don't believe your story will end in dark seasons either. What's the lesson that we can learn from Ruth's story is this. That seasons of darkness are only temporary. Don't get discouraged. It's just a season. It's not permanent. This is not how your story is going to end. I believe that God is working, and God is working in the dark places, and God is working in the dark seasons. You may not see it, but God is working, and you can rest assured that this too will pass. I want you to stay in faith. I want you to continue to trust him. I want you to continue moving forward in faith. Keep believing. It is just a a matter of time before your morning breaks forth. For weeping may endure or stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. I said we're going to talk about about six stories from the Bible. Here's the next one. It's the story of Job. When the Bible introduces Job, everything was going great in his life. Job was happy. He was healthy. He was successful. But then his life, Job's life, took an unexpected turn. He got real sick. Boils broke out over his body. It was very painful. He lost his business. He lost his family. It seemed like the whole world, his whole world turned, was turned upside down. Now, you've got to understand, Job was a good man. Job was a man that loved God. He loved life, but it just he had a good life, but things just fell apart. It would be one thing if, if we could point to something as the reason things fell apart. If we said, oh, yeah, that's because he compromised his convictions. It's because he made some bad decisions over there. He made some wrong choices. But we don't see that. We see a man here, a man of integrity. Just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you're not going to go through night seasons. Bad things happen to good people. 
And I know a lot of people in the culture struggle with that. When you start thinking about why does bad things happen to good people? What they don't understand is that there's a spiritual battle going on in this world. And it's the, a battle between the forces of good and the forces of evil. And we're right there in the middle of that. In fact, this whole earth, the Bible says, is groaning and looking forward to the day of redemption. And so the reason we struggle with sickness and disease is because this world has been cursed by sin. When sin entered the Garden of Eden, uh, it released in this world all of the sickness and all of the disease and all of the viruses that we struggle with. Because this world is not meant to be heaven. This world is not a perfect place. We're headed to a perfect place. Here's the lesson from Job's story. You can do all the right things and still suffer setbacks. You can do all of the right things and still suffer setbacks. Matthew chapter 5 explains it a little bit deeper. He said, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Some of you are in a difficult season right now, and this season is happening to you not because of a decision you've made. It's not because of something you've done. It's just life. And I just want you to know that you're getting some rain. It rains on the just and the unjust. But without the rain, you could not grow. It takes the rain to make us grow. And I want you to stay in faith. I want you to keep moving forward. I want you to keep believing because you're going to get through this. God's not going to put more on you than you can handle but he has his hand on your life and he is watching over you. And you may feel like that you're in the fire, but trust me in this, that God controls the thermostat. And so many times in life, we go through these tough times and we go negative and we start um, just thinking negative thoughts. Thinking thoughts like, man, I don't know if I'll ever get through this. I'm never going to accomplish my, my dream. Life is not going to be any better than it is right now. It's, this is just a night season. Job wasn't perfect as he went through his night season. He was completely human. He did what I have done and what many of you have done when you go through difficult seasons. He focused on his problems and he magnified what was wrong. I can't tell you how many times uh, I just find myself just like Job and just like the children of Israel. I grumble and complain about those things that are happening to me. Verse chapter seven in the book of Job, it says, like a slave longing for the evening shadows and a hired laborer waiting to be paid. So I have been allotted months of futility and nights of misery have been assigned to me. He's saying, man, this is how my story ends. I've been assigned nights of misery. This is a permanent situation. He started to grumble and complain, but things changed. It was only a season. 
It was the darkest hour. It was the moment when he was the most discouraged and God spoke to him in the very next chapter, in Job chapter eight. We were in Job chapter seven. Job chapter eight, God said to him, he said, I will fill your mouth with laughter and I will fill your lips with shouts of joy. God is saying, Job, I know it looks bad. I know you don't understand it, but don't worry. This is not permanent. This is just a season. And even though you don't see it, I'm working. And even though you don't feel it, I'm working. I never stop. I never stop working. God is saying to you just what he said to Job. Life may have not been fair in your world, but don't be discouraged. Joy is coming. Don't be discouraged because God is going to bring laughter once again to your life. I believe that God is going to do something so unusual, so un, uh, extraordinary that when you, this thing happens in your life, your only response to it is to laugh. Your only response to it is to laugh because God is going to do something in your life that so surprises you that it's going to bring joy in your life. That's what happened to Job. He just didn't make it through the night season. God restored back to him double what was taken. You see, God always makes the enemy pay for what, uh, for bringing the problems on our lives, for bringing trouble. And if you will stay in faith, you will come out better than you were before all of these issues started. Hear me. If you'll stay in faith, I believe that you're going to come out better than you were before all this started. Job chapter 42, we go to the end, and it says, Job lived 140 years after that, living to see four generations of children and grandchildren, and then he died an old man who lived a long, full life. Now, let's look at this verse. Notice it says, now, Job lived 140 years after that. After what? After the dark season, the night season. You know, when we think about Job, we, we typically think about all the pain and all the, the, uh, the suffering that Job went through, but this was only one season of his life. Just one season. You may be going through a dark time now, but this is just one season. I believe, just like Job, that you can live a long and blessed life. You may have suffered loss. You may have suffered uh, disappointment. You may have gone through a divorce. But I believe that Jesus works behind the scenes to bring something good in the very difficult and the bad times that you face. God specializes in turning crucifixions into resurrections. Patty and I have been uh, through a number of dark seasons and night seasons. Two years ago, about this time, I started having some intense chest pains. It was like heart attack light chest pains that would happen at random times in the, uh, during the day, just random times. It could be 3 o'clock in the morning, and it would wake me up out of a deep sleep. And Patty would grab the bottle of nitroglycerin, and then she would start praying. 
And we just got through that. And I went to doctor after doctor. I'm telling you, I had every kind of test that you could imagine. Finally, uh, my uh, local doctor here said, Marty said, I'm sending you to the Mayo Clinic. And, and started going through all of their processes. You know, things got better. But they never determined really what was causing all of that chest pain. I did everything that you could imagine. But it was a night season for us. It was a night season. And I'm doing much better now, but, you know, honestly, Patty still has some nitroglycerin in her purse if you need some. (laughs) You know, when you go through seasons like that, and some of you have been through uh, a lot worse than what I just described. When you go through seasons like that, you really start to wonder, will things get better? You start to wonder, will this ever change? And if you're not careful, you can allow the night seasons to convince you that this is it. Your best days are behind you. And I would just encourage you, don't focus on the pain and don't focus on the night season. I think when those things you come, uh, come at you, one of the best things that you can do is say, all is well, God is still on the throne. Let's say that together. All is well, God is still on the throne. Let's do it one more time. All is well, God is still on the throne. I want you to declare that today, that you're not going to live in fear and in anger and in bitterness and in guilt. It is time change Sunday, and you believe and you trust that God is going to bring change in your life, that joy is coming that these things that the devil used to discourage you and to disappoint you, they are not going to overtake you. But joy is coming. Strength is coming. Hope is coming. And so many times we, we focus on the negative. That's just natural. We talk ourselves out of miracles, and we focus on being miserable. I'm saying when you go through that, let's turn the conversation. Instead of talking about the problems, let's magnify the Lord. Let's talk about his goodness. Let's talk about his favor. Let's talk about what he can do. The situation may seem impossible in your life, but you serve a God that turns the impossible things and makes them possible. When you look at your life, you need to say, all is well in Jesus' name, All is well in Jesus' name. In your finances, all is well. In your health, all is well. In your family, all is well in Jesus' name. It is time change Sunday. A new season is coming in your life. Amen. I believe that you're going to see God work in your life. For God is working behind the scenes. I want you to stay in faith. I want you to keep a good attitude. I want you to keep believing until you see that answer that you have been praying for. I said there's six Bible stories. Here's the next one. It's about a man, a young man named Moses. As a young man, Moses was called to be the deliverer. He's called to deliver the children of Israel out of slavery. They were enslaved by Pharaoh. He was tapped to be that one that sets them free. But Moses got ahead of God's timing. 
And he tried to do it on his own. And one day he was out and he witnessed one of Pharaoh's servants mistreating one of these Hebrew slaves. When he saw this Hebrew slave being mistreated, he got angry and took things into his own hand and he went and killed that servant. Immediately, he knew that he had done something wrong. Immediately, fear overtook him and he started to run. He ran for his life and Moses spent the next 40 years living on the backside of the desert in hiding. And during this time, he felt alone. He felt forgotten. He felt that it was all his fault. I am sure that in his mind, he heard this word. Oh, it's too bad, Moses. You blew it. You're a failure. You're never going to reach your dreams. You're never going to be that, that leader that you thought you were going to be. Over and over, I would imagine those words came to him. But we've got to understand that God never wastes a mistake. He never wastes a pain. He never wastes a problem. But he will use those to touch us, uh, to help us grow through that, to be the people that he wants us to be. When Moses was living out in the desert, he didn't realize it, but God was working behind the scenes. God was making him and molding him into the person that he needed to be. God was taking him, shaping him, and shaping his character. God was getting Moses prepared for a comeback. Like Moses, you may have made mistakes. Like Moses, you may have been on the run. Like Moses, you may be hiding out, hoping that nobody ever sees you. And let me say this. In your dark times, in your desert experiences, know this, that God is still working in your life. Know that God is still working behind the scenes. You may not see him, you may not feel him, but God is working in your life. That God, your life is not over. So don't listen to the negative voices. Hear the voice of truth. Hear the voice that says what God started in you, he is gonna be faithful and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That God is going to take you and he's going to give you his power and his spirit and you will be able to stand because it is not you standing but it is God's spirit and it is God's power living in you. Amen. 40 years later God came back to Moses and said all right Moses now the time is here. I'm ready for you to go deliver your people. But at this point, the scripture says that, that Moses was the most humble man in all of the land. You see, God used that night season to change him, to change Moses. It was during that night season that he learned to wait on God. It was during that night season that he learned to, to listen to God's voice. It was during that night season that he learned to, uh, to walk in humility. Here's a lesson we can learn from Moses' life. That God will use the mistakes of our yesterdays, the mistakes of yesterdays to prepare us for a better tomorrow. God will use the mistakes of yesterday to prepare you for a better tomorrow. As you go through this night season, I want you to stay pliable. I want you to stay open. I want you to say, God, mold me, make me. God, show me what I need to do to change. Show me what I need to do, God. 
Because if you will do that, I believe you'll grow through these tough times. You see, when you're in a night season, you may not realize it, but this problem, this difficulty is working on your behalf. God is using this to strengthen you. Moses couldn't handle all the things that God had for him the first time. He made a mistake. He, he decided to run. But God used that night season to refine him. Could that be your story? Could it be that God is using this season that you're in, this season of testing, uh, as a season to refine you, to prepare you for your next step? I want you to go through this and be attentive to God's promptings. When God starts to speak to you, I want you to say, God, I surrender to you. Mold me. Make me into what you'd have me to be. I want you to stay pliable. I want you uh, to go do the right thing, even when it's hard. I want you to make good choices. I want you to be willing to, to step up and to be an example, to lead, be willing to forgive. Today's time change, Sunday. It's time for you to change. Our next hero of the faith is a guy named Jacob. Of course, when we meet him, he was far from it. He had not lived the right kind of life. Jacob was disobedient. The Bible says he's a supplanter. He was a cheater. He tricked his brother out of his birthright. And when you look at Jacob's past, you would think God's never going to use that man. There's no way. But God doesn't write anyone off. And there are some of you listening to me that you're sitting here and you're thinking about all the terrible things that you have done in your life. And you think there's no hope for you. But I would say to you, God never writes off anyone. And God has not written you out of his story and out of his plan. In Genesis chapter 28, we see a time when Jacob was traveling through the desert and he was hot and he was tired and he was hungry and nothing was going his way. And as he laid down that night, he couldn't even find a pillow to prop his head on. So he found a rock and he put his head on this stone and he went into a deep sleep. And as he went into this sleep, he was down and he was discouraged full of regret. And while he was sleeping, he had a dream. He saw that uh, the heavens opened up and there was this huge ladder from going up into the heavens where the angels were coming down this staircase. And God was at the top of the staircase. And he said, Jacob, the ground you're lying on belongs to you and your descendants. I will protect you wherever you go, and I will be with you continually, and I will give you everything that has been promised to you. When Jacob woke up, he couldn't believe what he had seen, and he said, surely the Lord was in this place. Surely the Lord was in this place. What's interesting is that Jacob wasn't in church. Jacob wasn't in the temple. Jacob wasn't in the synagogue. Jacob was in the desert. God showed up in a dry place. 
God showed up in a lonely place. It was a night season in Jacob's life. And maybe that's where you are, you are right now. You're in a difficult place. You're fighting for your health. You're dealing with depression. You're trying to raise a special needs child. You feel alone. You feel forgotten. You feel discouraged. But God is with you in your night season. God is with you in the desert. And here's the point. When you feel alone, remember God is with you. Like Jacob, I believe that the heavens are about to open, that God is going to make things happen that you could not make happen. You're in a hard place, but you're not staying there. You are in a hard place, but listen to me, you are not staying there. You're not staying there. Your life is going to get better because the power of God is going to give you strength. The power of God is going to move in your life. Uh, I, I believe that God is going to change you. You've heard the phrase, the night shift. That, that deals with people that work during the night. But, but think about it another way. That in the night, things are going to shift. The scripture says that God never sleeps. He doesn't just work the night shift, but God shifts things in the night. It's time change Sunday. It's time to change. The God who works the night shift is going to shift things in your favor. And that leads us up to our last story. It's the story of Paul and Silas. And this is what happened to them. They were in prison for preaching the gospel. They were put in a dungeon. They were, uh, put chains on their feet. But at midnight, they were singing praises to God, and suddenly there was this great earthquake, and the prison doors flung open, and the chains fell off their feet, and they walked out of that prison as free men. What happened? God shifted the earth. God shifted the prison doors. When did it happen? It happened at midnight. It was a night shift from a God who works the night shift. There are some of you today that you feel like something is holding you back. Some of you feel like something is keeping you from being that person that you were created to be. Maybe it's your addiction. Maybe it's your sickness. Maybe it's those panic attacks. Maybe it's your lack and struggle. Maybe it's the thoughts that come to your and just speak negative things. I would say to you, don't believe the lies. Right now, God is working behind the scenes. And even though you don't see it, he's working. Even though you don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. He never stops working. It is time, Change Sunday. It is time for God to move in your life.
Father, in the name of Jesus, I want you to lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand in this room today with our hands extended saying, God, we surrender to you. We surrender to you. And Father, we ask that you would move in our lives. I pray for those that are going through the night seasons, those dark times. I pray, God, that in, as a result of this prayer, that the, their joy would be restored, their hope would be restored. I pray, God, for people to be healed today. I pray, God, for people to be delivered today. I pray, God, for people to be saved today. And God, we receive what you have for us. We receive your strength. We receive your joy. We receive your hope. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.